The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. Luke. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was the, of the house and lineage of David, to be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for him in the inn. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. The Gospel of the Lord. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. Again, welcome to Christmas Eve. Welcome to everybody. We're so glad you're here. I will begin this short and loud sermon uh, with a story. My closest brush with fame was the time I went fishing with Mr. Rogers. This was 30 years ago before I became a fisher of men, and I was just a fisher of fish. And like everybody my age, I grew up watching Mr. Rogers. Then, on a magical evening... In late September, on Eel Point in Nantucket, Massachusetts, when the sun was setting over the island and the moon was rising over the water and the bluefish were in a feeding frenzy just past the breakers with a fish every other cast, I looked to my left and there in the gloaming on the beach was Mr. Rogers, all 145 pounds of him wrestling a 10-pound blue from the ocean. I didn't want to bother him, uh, so we just kept fishing. Now I wish I'd said hello and thank you to this fellow minister. It was a beautiful day in the neighborhood. There's a Mr. Rogers resurgence going on, of course, right now, but the truth and the power of his message has never waned, and it is a message that is especially appropriate at Christmas. And what is that message? A recent Atlantic article tells about a time when a group of doctors asked Mr. Rogers to develop a manual about how to talk to children. Mr. Rogers was busy, so he uh, asked um, a child development specialist to write a first draft. And she worked long and hard on the project. She employed all her skill and experience. But when she handed the lengthy draft to Mr. Rogers, he looked it over and then crossed out the entire work, and he replaced it with these simple words. Remember, you were once a child too. 
Mr. Rogers believed that if you remembered what it was like to be a child, you would remember that you were a child of God. Remember, you were once a child too. There's good reason that we want to be around children at Christmas and experience the wonder of the season through a child's eyes. Life looks much different at knee level, doesn't it? Christmas trees are so much bigger, and stockings miraculously appear by the fireplace. Christmas lights twinkle with a deeper magic. Presents are so much harder to wait for. Remember, you were once a child too. One of the best stories from a child's perspective is Truman Capote's A Christmas Memory. Capote, who remains something of a child himself in his life, tells the autobiographical story of his life as a child with relatives in Alabama in the 1940s. And he describes his friend, an elderly cousin, whom the world would call slow or mentally impaired. He writes, a woman with shorn white hair is standing at the kitchen window. She is wearing tennis shoes and a shapeless gray sweater over a summery calico dress. Oh my, she exclaims, her breath smoking the window pane. It's fruitcake weather. The person to whom she is speaking is myself. I am seven. She is 60-something. Other people inhabit the house, relatives, and though they have power over us and frequently make us cry, we are not on the whole too much aware of them. We are each other's best friend. She calls me Buddy, in memory of a boy who was formerly her best friend. The other Buddy died in the 1880s when she was still a child. She is still a child. Remember, you were once a child too. Jesus seems to agree with Mr. Rogers. He even goes so far as to say, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And note in that famous passage that he doesn't just say child. He says little child. And just to be clear, there's nothing sentimental or naive about what Jesus says about children. Jesus knows, just like every parent of young children knows, that children are not pure and innocent. They are sinners, just like the rest of us, just in miniature versions. Seminary friends tell the story of their five-year-old son, Jack. Um, they walked by his door one evening, and they heard him praying out loud in his room by himself. And they thought, wow, isn't that nice? Maybe we're doing something right. And then they listened more closely on the outside of the door to Jack's prayer, and they heard Jack say, please, 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 Santa. I just want my presents, Santa. I'll get better. I'll get better. Just bring me presents, Santa, please. You know what that's like. Remember, you were once a child too. At the center of the Christmas story, of course, is a child. In the classic retelling of that story, Charlie Brown, who is about 10, asks in exasperation, isn't there someone who knows what Christmas is all about? And that's when Linus a child of six or seven, 
recites the story from Luke. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that Mary should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger. At its conclusion, with a child's simplicity, he says, that's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. But don't be fooled. Just because the story is told and received with a child's simplicity doesn't mean that it's just a fish story. The reason to believe the Christmas story is simply because it's true. At Christmas, it's important to remember that you were once a child too, but it is even more important to remember that God was once a child too. That's what Christmas is all about. As C.S. Lewis said about the incarnation, the Son of God became a child to enable people to become children of God. Jesus surrendered his power, becoming a little child, so that you and I could enter the kingdom of God. St. Teresa was right. A God who became so small could only be mercy and love. When it was Truman Capote's moment to enter the kingdom of God, his last words were, It's me, buddy. Remember, you were once a child too. Child, for us sinners, poor and in the manger. O come, let us adore him. Amen.